Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark and Dave Skull phone lines. They are open 8150 93.9, 3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line. I'm, just, I'm smiling because you brought up Kevin Ollie. And the- yeah, so during the break, Spencer, uh, because we never know what, what, what well, we never know what you're going to say. Have you guys talked about Kevin Ollie yet? The answer is no. <laughs> no. Uh, I suspect. On the list, guy. vast majority of the country, the answer is no uh, but he outside is outside new york yes or new jersey he is being uh, brooklyn. brooklyn yeah nah. come on buddy it's brooklyn Whatever. now what year is it yeah what year is it <laughs> see <All right. laughs> kevin ollie being uh, uh vetted floated as a possible uh, interim head coach there with the uh, the nets having best fired struggle face of all time easily the best oh. the best coach struggle face incredulous ever. at his own team at all oh, times just, he looks like yeah. he's in pain and we were discussing how he might be and that team might have been the most like unlikely national champion we've ever seen. They might be the worst national champion. They just we've ever they seen. weren't a great team. They really weren't. Yeah, because like the eighty five Novas are the lowest seeded team to win. They were at eight seed, but they yeah. they matched up with Georgetown. That was their fourth time they played them in the title game that year. Yeah, because it was all Big East teams in the Final Four all the time. That was the one at Rupp, wasn't it? Maybe when Villanova won. I think it was. I think it was. And there was. It was three Big East teams, St. John's, Georgetown, and, uh, and Villanova in the Final Four. It's ridiculous. St. John's is not going to the Final Four this year. No, they aren't. Um, dude, <laughs> just This was an odd weekend of coaches kind of hating their teams. And Rick Pitino is like the arch of that this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's been weird to see coaches that I think we – understand and i think we all agree are second to none across the country uh just face first full speed into some brick walls this year uh muscleman at arkansas atrocious Mm. this year using the exact same model he's used everywhere almost every year patino year one this is statistically and of course by our own eyeballs the worst year one team we've ever seen with him and rick in perfect rick hyperbole fashion says after the game this is the worst experience of my life and like a bunch of louisville fans were like uh, uh. <laughs> well, well i mean i texted andy i was like his best friend died in 9-11 yeah <laughs> and, and he yeah can, but he that's... can't not do it he can't not say these i know things. i know Him like and urban meyer hyperbole off would be amazing yeah I didn't, man, I didn't even think about that. And that was obviously probably the worst. He had a son pass away. <laughs> like, that's not, it's not funny, you know, at all. But it like, is this, in that context. And that, like, the fact that this is the worst thing that's ever happened, he did The like, death is not funny. That no, he said what he said because of that. Of course it's not. Funny. Like, that, that's, like, we have identifiable. Don't write anybody any letters. Shut up. Awful tragedies that have happened in your life. Like, that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. But for Rick. But. That's how maniacal he's about basketball. Yeah. This like in the moment, obviously, like if if he stopped and you said, "Rick, what about these things?" He would have been like, "Obviously, huh?" I he think probably he, would. Obviously, those things are awful and worse, much worse than this season of basketball. But my God, like in the moment, this is the worst thing that's happened to you. Like I can think of worse things that happened to you while you were at Louisville. 
You were extorted. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it happened to us. Like, come on, man. But obviously, the personal tragedies that we just talked about. Insane, yeah, he's going crazy. We got. Can we find that really quickly? It's worth hearing. Uh, Coach is just kind of going off now, and, and it, I think everyone, every everyone, and everybody became everyone. That's not what it's I mean. Kind of like Skylar. Yeah, that's right. So I'm trying to be more. Mark is making words up I, here. Yeah, just it's port, like portmanteaus everywhere. Yeah, like, just, I'm trying to be more efficient. Just jam these words all together. The Ennis, the Ennis dialect. I I'm wondering if this is not something that's like going to happen more often, where even really great coaches who have a, an established way of doing things. The fact that we're going such large amounts of turnover every year and everyone is experiencing this, that the expectation of sort of being able to keep it at this level all the time, because even teams that aren't losing lots and lots more games, how many times this year have we seen teams that we know are really good get the absolute hell beat out of them? Yeah. Like, just get annihilated this year. And I I think this is how it's going to be until things change in terms of being able to keep rosters together a little bit more and have them be a little bit more stable year to year if that ever comes back if it doesn't this is the new the normal. new normal yeah. yeah no i i think that's that's part of it i think i think it's absolutely part of it and i think there's a there's a conversation to be had when we talk about the women's team yesterday that is it's relevant to that honestly with with georgia amore and, and liz kitley and kayla king playing together for four years uh it helps that they're two of the best players in the country but it's, well, it's not fair that they're really good and they've played together and they've played together this right. long but um i mean there is something to that you know and, and the uh, struggle for consistency and knowing your teammates and being so incredibly comfortable with your roles liz kitley is the two-time acc player of the year you know who runs that team it's not her it's the best point guard in the conference, George Amor, and she knows that. She is and super she, quick. She's ridiculous. Like their team is not super quick. She is maybe the quickest player in the league. Uh, she um, she runs that that, and we'll get to this game more in depth in a little bit, and we'll talk about it. But it's it's an it's incredible to watch her, and she's been a thorn in our side for a couple of years. Uh, but I think there's a lot to that, you know, consistency year to year, and it's something that everybody's gonna have to deal with. But I do think once this thing gets into collective bargaining, you might see multi-year contracts. You know, things like that where it's like, look. You'll get something out of it, but you're going to have to make these kinds of commitments. Right, like, right. or the, here's the elevator clause. Here's the loyalty bonuses. Stuff you see in the NFL, in the NBA. Bonus. Retention bonus. You know, things like that. Like, it, it's, it's we're going to go bonus. in that direction. Or in, in, in where these NIL deals are, are contingent on two years, and if you leave, if you break your contract early, like, here's the financial penalty. A buyout. Yeah, there's going to be a buyout. You're going to have to pay it. Like those kind of things are coming for for college players, and I think that'll be the the quickest way to get to some kind of stability. It's not going to be perfect, you know. But I think that that's that's the type of thing that, that that's in the offing, you know, to to sort of relieve some of the uh, the stress in this situation. Um, but to to Rick's comment specifically, like. Some people were defending him a little bit, and it's like, man, once you get to the point where you're saying, well, I recruited these guys, and I recruited poorly. I went the wrong direction, you know, and recruited him. I, I focused on offense and offensive production, and, and none of them can defend. And then you start picking apart, this guy's, at, this guy's too slow, this guy's too slow, this guy's too weak. And it's at this point you're like, man, you recruited them knowing what they could do and couldn't do. You can't blame them in February when they are bad at what they were bad at when you recruited them. That's on you. Just like we get frustrated with a lack of agency from Kenny here. Like you cannot grant that to a guy like Rick, even with his record, with his track record of success, he's kind of letting himself off the hook a little bit, even if he didn't mean to, like when you get into the players that hard, you're like, this guy, this guy's too slow. This guy's too slow. It's like, well, you know what? You should have done something about that last offseason. You brought in 12 players. Or whatever he did. You should talk to the guy who signed those guys. Right. You should talk to the guy who recruited him. Let's get Keith in here, and then we'll play and let people uh, hear that. But I don't want to make Keith wait any longer. Sure. Keith, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into The Drive on a Thunderbolt. What's up? Oh, thank you, Mark. Uh, I will try to make this quick since it's a little bit off point. But uh, I wanted to make my entirely selfish argument as to why I don't think there needs to be a conversation. Kenny should stay for year three. Uh, and now that argument being... 
I'm a football guy, and Louisville needs to culturally speed run about 30 to 50 years forward in uh, following football passion and football culture to catch up with the biggest of the big boys of college football. So with the basketball team being this bad, it's helping the city sort of speed run and bridge that gap as long as Jeff can keep putting 10, 11 win seasons together. So that's why I personally think Ken should stay as long as it takes until Louisville is a football school. Appreciate it, Keith. Thank you so much. Trying to see the big picture, huh? Or at least trying to find a silver lining. If I didn't have to talk, if I wasn't forced, because I love basketball too. I love it. Yeah. Obviously, football's my heart, but men's basketball, women's basketball, I love them dearly. I love everything Louisville, and I go to every game, and I've and I'm a diehard. Everything. Obviously, I'm football's first in my heart. And maybe if I didn't have to get on the radio and talk about these things, maybe I, maybe I would agree with Keith. But but I still have to talk about basketball. In the winter, we're never going to stop caring about basketball. And I don't want to. And I don't want to stop caring about basketball. It means a great deal to me. And uh, this is just, it's, it makes me sad. Would, but I, I appreciate it. Would that. appreciate everyone bearing with us. Um, Technology is wonderful uh, until it's not. Uh, we have updated to make everything more reliable. We've we've destroyed the village in order to save it. Like That's in, right. in, to make our internet connection and all these sorts of things uh, dropping all that stuff go away. Uh, we've somehow given ourselves uh, persistent call waiting uh, when people call in, and we just appreciate you guys bearing with that sound. It won't last long. Uh, we thought we had figured out a workaround. It's annoying, and I'm sorry. We're doing our very best. My buddy Patrick just texted me: "Is this guy scanning groceries?" <laughs> Or is getting a call. Right, yeah, he's at the self-checkout, right? No, it, it's incredibly annoying. Oh, yeah. No, it's awful. And the worst is the anticipation of it because it's not a regular interval. That's right. You know? So every once in a while it goes a little bit longer, and I'm sitting there going, it's going to drop. I, yeah, it's like by the way, oat Keith, Keith, Sorry, Keith, Keith was trying to be funny. No, I know. Uh, like trying to say, like, the silver lining here is like it's going to help us become a football school, which is what I want. I know I, he's I trying get to do that. Yeah. We're all trying to find some... <laughs> some something redeemable out of out of everything that has gone on uh but really i i don't i don't know anyone who thinks that there's a remote possibility that this goes any further than this yeah. year and i and i really do think think about the like the mental and emotional health of everyone including kenny himself when wednesday needs to be it wednesday needs to be it yeah, because next year, if the team's really good, no one there shouldn't be anyone sitting here saying, "Well, Kenny could have done this with this." Year. No, he couldn't. We've seen two years of evidence that he couldn't do. The anything. first time we hold a team under sixty next year, it's going to be like, "This is what have we've been waiting six years for this?" Yeah. <laughs> we would have been, you know, if if we kept him. Uh, by the way, I'm still distracted by the million dollar idea of the Kenny Payne advent calendar. I feel like it could have been great if I'd sold them last off season. But I didn't. I I gotta float that. Next time we have a struggling coach, it's gonna get fired. We gotta. Chocolate, a, so what are we doing? We're saying chocolate mascots for every opponent. That's right. And you just gobble them up till he's fired. Yep. Whoever it is. Well, the door, all the doors, like the advent like calendar, man. I would always skip ahead because I'm I'm a fat kid at heart. Do, I always skipped ahead. Do you have a uh, specific coach? That for you is like that's that's my guy. Do you have somebody, or is it like not everyone has a specific person they want? I've been very clear from the beginning that I I have a lot of people I think could do this job. Uh, when the when the picture becomes clear, I like Osselberger. You know, I I I like a lot of I've, I've been a drum tang guy for you know since the off season since last year's run. I mean, obviously they haven't been great this year, but I've you know, I'm, I, obviously there's the there's the untouchables. You know, there's the unassailable ones that are probably unattainable too. Which Scott Drew, you know, Jay Wright, throw Billy Donovan in that group. I'm not as hot on Billy Donovan as some other people are, but those are the ones you like. You just don't think are going to happen, yeah, or just just are are impossible. Like Jay Wright's just going to stay retired. Scott Drew is probably going to be pretty. You have to get Jaws of Life probably to to pry him out of Waco. Um, 
other than that, there's there's five or six coaches, maybe more, that I would be open to. So uh, I listened uh, to Bob earlier today, uh, and we've talked about it uh, a little bit before, right before he went on the air. Uh, but he was highly complimentary of Nate Oates. I so and and I and I'm just gonna say I've that's I, th- I think that's where I'm at. So uh, assuming he's really financially doable, uh, I think the fact that they play a certain style and he now has sort of cut his teeth at a place, you know, he's in the SEC, which is a great league now. Uh, and we played that clip from when the, 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 uh, what was it? The, the guy the down in, uh, in Alabama, Jim Dunaway and those guys, that show where they were being asked about, like, should we be worried about Louisville opening up with Nate Oates? And it was not a ridiculous question about that being a more sure. desirable job. Uh, of all the people, like, if Josh wants to do something bold uh, and and also kind of show, like, the marshalling of, of capital and resources uh, chops, which is sort of part and parcel of being the AD here, go get that guy. You so want if a you, jolt in people's uh, uh, morale, do it. So um, I was hesitant because I didn't want to be like, this is my guy barring all others. You know, like, I, this is the only one I want. But if you ask me, like, the attainable one that I think is attainable that I have the least reservations about and think that he would really translate well to Louisville, it's NATO. It is. I'm with you 100%. And I, would lo- I don't think you would find a lot of people that would be upset with that hire. I don't think you would. I mean, he's, he's had some sustained success, and I think he's he would be great here. I, I, I think his style of play... His energy level, his um, sort of ability to read the room. His offensive uh, uh, philosophy. He understands what shots are worth what in the, in the modern game. I mean, uh, people bristle at analytics, but, I mean, you, you recruit guys. I that don't. Can shoot, you can re- recruit guys <laughs> to shoot the three well, and can shoot it well, I and mean, you set your offense up to, for them to succeed. Well, and, and you, I mean, this is, hey, guys, you come here. This is exactly what we do in the NBA. We will do it here. You will be ready. And now he's got, you know, Brandon Miller, who is whatever whatever happened there. Obviously, wasn't a part. It seems like now law enforcement like he yeah. wasn't a part of it. But no matter how you feel about sort of how he handled that, Brandon Miller is ready for the NBA. Yeah. All right. So you've got proof of concept with him. And I feel like you can sell to all these coaches the ACC. Maybe not in the traditional sense, but in the sense of this is a well-respected league that is down. This is not the ACC that was 10 years ago. Like, you can come in here and run this league. Yeah. You, if you come in here and you hit the ground running, you could be one of the two or three teams that win this league every single year. There's not a lot of competition right now. It's a lot of mid. <laughs> you know, and I think that that might be appealing. I mean, obviously, it's weird to say, and it might make a lot of uh, Louisville fans and ACC fans bristle, but the SEC is a better league than the ACC right now. It's not even a competition. That's right. They're a better league. Uh, you can you look at NATO and say, look, we care about basketball in this league. And the quality of the league is not where it needs to be at all. You have an opportunity to come in here and run it. This traditional basketball powerhouse. Come in here and make Louisville what it's supposed to be and run one of the most established basketball leagues in the country. We will try the phones here. We'll see what happens with Kenny. He's not cursing. He's not getting a call. He's not buying groceries. We know about it. Kenny, how are you? What's up? I know that, guys. Here's what I think. And I, and I love the Nate Oates thing, but here's what I think is reasonable. You get rid of everybody, including Milt. God love him. I love him. He hit those free throws against Duke just like I knew he would. But we didn't get his son. We didn't get his grandson. That's that's there, but that's family. I I understand. I, that, I'm I'm fine with all that. We clear the deck. We get Richard. We get Rick to be director of uh, basketball operations. He can do it in his underwear from his high rise apartment in New York City. You give Rick and Richard. What is it called? Where you can transfer the the portal. Yeah, I've had a few. I apologize. <laughs> I think, Kenny, I, can, you, I, think, I, you, think, I think going you, forward, you don't have to tell us. Well, you give Richard and Rick and 
the porthole, and this thing will turn around in no time at all. I'm, I swear, and, and I don't know what the buyouts are for a New Mexico coach, but I, I heard Bob talking today, and I, I heard, I heard, heard. I've listened all day, and uh, I've had a. Lo- it's been a long day. You tell me, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, buyouts are. You know, I don't want the university to take that hit. I, I just think get Richard back in here, and let's see what happens. Get Rick and Bob. Let's face it, Rick is. He, he's hell. He's damn near my age. He he's he he can't be thinking I'm going to turn some program around and win a national championship. But he has to be thinking, damn, Richard could do it right there at Louisville. And boy, if I could help him do it, I know his, I know Richard's mother doesn't want to come back to Louisville. She's a New Yorker, you know how that works. Uh, but the whole point is. You put those guys on a team with the porthole, and we'd be fine in no time. By this time next year, we'd all be sitting around with smart. Uh, by the way, I got a friend of mine brought me a Coors Light, a six pack of these sixteen ounce ones. I can't hurt my grip. Old people shouldn't buy them. It, I had to get a pair of channel locks out to get the damn cap off of. I'll see you guys. All Love right, you. Kenny. Good to hear from you as always, buddy. Hey, we had no beeping. I think we can. Uh, read into that he was able to get the caps off of those beers. Yeah, it didn't sound like he was struggling too much. Either that or he just popped a hole in them. Like, it's, if you think... It- <laughs> uh, Rick's the head coach at St. John's, first of all. <laughs> he does think he can win a national championship. <laughs> just does. not with this group now, because he hates Rick's them. not leaving St. John's. And he's not coming here. And he's not coming to Louisville. And he's right. certainly not well, coming we- to Louisville. For, what is uh, happening here? What is happening? This is a doll of internet tone. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? Like, what's going on right there? This? Um, so, yeah, Kenny, we, you know, obviously that's not happening. I don't – and just for the part of it that's actually, like, attainable, the Richard Patino to be the head coach, I – if his name was anything other than Patino, you wouldn't be giving him a second look. This is his first halfway – he just doesn't have proof of concept, man. He just doesn't have the track record. Well, and this is one of the funnier things for me, just uh, just observing you all discuss coaching candidates. The logic that any specific group of people uses to like someone disqualifies someone else, and you right. all got it. There's yep. the discussion we were having on Friday. There's nobody that satisfies everybody. Nope. Nobody. Somehow. Nobody. Like the fact that you had somebody call in and – just anybody but Scott Drew is incredible. Right. Well, and, and like there are, I think, people trying, just trying to be like, God, I think everyone who even seems like they have kind of an irrational uh, system that they're using to exclude various coaches, it excludes someone really good too. The yeah. exact same logic. And there are a lot of well meaning Louisville fans who are kind of like, I don't know about Musselman. Look what's happening this year. And the exact same thing is happening to Rick Patino. Where he brought in a bunch of transfers and they're bums. Yep. And it's not working at all. And so, like, if this year worries you, Rick's stepping on the same rank. Yep. And like, there's, I think you can do that with almost every one of them. By the way, that was not actual dial tone. That was just Spencer playing a sound. It was a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, is that dial tone? Like, no, that's not real. Uh, yes, we have dial tone Carol, in here. Harold, we'll see if you get beeped here. What's up? Hey, good to know it's you all and not me. <laughs> Why is from that? The, from the last time I called when um when when the beeping was happening, uh, y'all thought I was in lockup. So <laughs> your phone's so tapped. It's, it's good. It's good to know that that I wasn't in central process and that it was you, not me. But um, when you all started talking nil, something I think we forget about that I wanted to bring up is um you know college athletes couldn't even get part time jobs. And, and so, you know, now I think people just have to start thinking creatively. I mean, you know, there's opportunities to give them marketing internships and pay them for their internships. And, you know, that was one of the main concerns, right? Somebody would get a job somewhere and then they would get paid more than the job um, than they should for the job. Right. And they would have influence over the Right. And so now, if it, since it's legal, let's let kids 
get jobs again and think about it in those terms as well. And so, you know, I, I think that a lot of um, coaches that are complaining about NIL are forgetting about the broader opportunities that colleges can provide and the broader opportunities for enrichment that colleges can provide. And they are narrowly focused on dollars that they have available to them instead of access to alumni who can help get kids into internships or into jobs at companies where they're actually growing some other skills and getting getting paid. So, you know, I just I just wanted to make a make a plug real quick um for for that aspect of NIL. And then um when when I think about when I think about coaches you know, when I've talked to you all and you all asked me for a name, it's been a few weeks now, right? Yeah. I wanted somebody that's been driving the bus, that's, that's had to wash jerseys, that's, that's kicked, scratched, and clawed. I, I found my guy, Josh Shirts up at Indiana State. Let's go. Josh Shirts for, for next coach at the University of Louisville. I think he's a hard-nosed coach that'll be able to compete year in and year out and with the resources that a University of Louisville can provide. Um, I, think, I think he could turn us around and be someone who, over the long term of a full career, will build with us and take us where we want to go. Now, so, Harold, um, have you, had you heard of him a year ago? Absolutely not. Okay, that's fine. I'm not trying and, to, like, gotcha. I just want to know, yeah, like, is this and, new? And then I think... It, it, it's it's new. He what he's doing in Indiana State. He's popping right. It, yeah. Indiana State made it into the top twenty-five. So let's look at, look into this guy. And I think one thing that um, I, I'm starting to notice too is that we're having our a little overcorrection. Right. We went for a person with no experience, and now the only acceptable option is somebody that's already done it. When it's not necessarily the case. And I think um, it would be very prudent of our university to really do homework, unlike last time, and find candidates who can build programs and have a track record of success and not necessarily just NCAA tournament success. But, you know, athletics on a university's campus is a program just like the sociology department, and it needs the same exact care. Yes, there are, there's a different aspect to it than that, but at the end of the day, it is administered. And we have to make sure we have the appropriate administrators who understand what it means to actually have a program on a college campus. So I'm excited either way because I think University of Louisville has everything it needs for the the right person with skills to build um, a, a perennial contender like in the ACC. Um, so those those are those are my few thoughts. And uh, you know, last thing I'll say is layoff folks when they just have some basketball takes. If it's just a basketball take and people are making observations about the game, it doesn't mean folks want Kenny. It doesn't mean folks want Kenny gone. It means people are just looking at a basketball game and talking about it. So chill out. All right, y'all have a good one. Thank you, Harold. Always good uh, to hear from Agree you, with buddy. That. Hear, hear on all of that. Yes, uh, it's one of the reasons, honestly, I would just like them to go ahead and make the move here so that we can take some of the pressure out of the balloon for everyone. Because the the degree to which this has gotten personal at times, the degree to which this has gotten political uh, at times, none of it's necessary. It's just been bad basketball. Yep. And the sooner it's over, the better. Yep. And I, I do think it's interesting to advocate for somebody who's not done it at a level like this. Because I, I think Scott Satterfield didn't help that cause. You know, for a head coach who's not ever coached at and competed at this level, yeah, uh, I do. I do think that basketball and football are pretty different. True, in that, in that way, true. though. But not. Uh, I think people are going to want the least. The majority of people are going to want the person who has. I have to do the least projecting. Sure. And that's not one of those. Yeah, like I really like. I think Josh Shirts is a good coach, and he's. He's proven it. I mean, he 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 went to three Final Fours at the Division Two level at Lincoln Memorial. Uh, like I said last week, I I started talking about him earlier this year too. I know Louis is being hipster about it, but <laughs> I, I I looked into him earlier this year when he started uh, gaining steam and had a ranked team with Indiana State. But um, he's been there for three years. He was an NCAA runner-up at Lincoln Memorial, you know, at the Division Two level, and had three three Final Fours. I think like an eight. Uh, 830 win percentage the man is extremely successful at that level and i think to me football and basketball can be really different in in those ways i think um 
and I think Mark had somewhat of a conversation about this this morning, but um, coordinators often uh, translate better in football than assistant coaches, you know, do at a high level. I mean, than assistant coaches do in basketball. They've never been head coaches before. I think being a successful head coach at any level is more valuable to me than being like a high level assistant, you know, and, and having a shorter, shorter tenure as a head coach, maybe and less, less to look at. But I, I understand people's trepidation looking at somebody who has only been a division one head coach for three years. And this is his first year really getting in the state going. He took over a, a, a bad team and have turned him into a really good team in his third season. Yeah. But also like part of the conversation does have to be, you know, this past week was not very good for them. They get ranked sure. for the first time. They have that target on their back. And they kind of crumbled a little bit. And maybe, again, they'll make the tournament. Maybe they can make a run like Dusty May's Florida right. Atlantic team did a year ago. And it's like this week's just kind of, you know, it's a footnote, not part of the problem. But, yeah, I'm not opposed to anyone at this point, whether it's shirts. I've been big on Dusty May, but I know this year's been kind of up and down for Florida Atlantic. Kind of the same thing. They it get is. ranked. They have that target on their back. And, like, South Florida this past weekend, they looked really good. Um, and they got a first-year head coach there. That I don't think could be. Down. Yeah, I don't think he's ever. He may if Louisville comes calling, he may listen. I guess Florida, listen. Florida Atlantic said high highs and low lows. They've got multiple quad four losses. They have yep. five losses against quads two through four. Um, it's been a you know up and down year for them, and it's uh, every single coach. I think Dusty May is going to have possibly Indiana open. You know, and I feel like that's a that's a destination for him. Obviously, being a an IU grad, I think that he's the one that's kind of the the uh, logical. And they step. go back to back alumni hires. I'm not saying they would. Well, he's but they he's w- actually been a head coach that's in Division true. One. I mean, yeah. Mike Woodson Had is one of many it. NBA guys that haven't worked out in the last ten to fifteen years at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Josh Shirts, I, I like him, and I think he should be on the list of people we're considering. I don't think that he's going to make everybody happy. You know what I mean? I think you're right that. That his profile is going to be underwhelming to some people, but I think that he's going to make somebody a very happy program at some point. You know, I think I think he's working towards that, and I, it could be us. I just think there's going to be a lot of other names that that people are going to want before we get to him. But I will say this: if Josh Hurd thinks he's the best guy, freaking hire him. It's got to be your decision. Do it. Stand behind it. Get out in front of it. All of it. Tell me why. Explain in detail. Tell me what you learned from this. All of it. All of it. I want because I want I want to be able to blame him if it doesn't work. And I'm not being funny when I say that. No, I want. I want this to be his decision 100% in his hire. I don't want there to be any ambiguity about that. Uh, It should be his 100%. I think it will be. And if this is the guy he thinks should. Well, should take the job, and he's gonna, he's going to turn us into a national contender again. Then hire him. Don't listen to the outside voices. Have conviction. And I think that whatever he does, he will. And yeah, look, Dusty May has been a guy that I've been a big fan of, but I have ever since Woodson kind of tailed off after a pretty decent first year. Um, I've been looking around for the next replacement, and with FAU, what they did last year, and with how Woodson's performed this year, you just assume that it's Dusty made IU after this year. I mean, you just assume that's that's what's going to happen. He's on Ohio State's list too, but if IU comes open, it's I, it's his job. Let's get uh, Carl in here, and then we're going to take a break here. Carl, welcome into the job, buddy. What's up? Oh, not too much, guys. Good good job today. Um, Thank you. Real quick, the, the, earlier the gentleman said that the guys get the guys' jobs for the NIL money. Yeah. You know, it, let's be honest. These guys are asked for, for, for that kind of money, but they're not interested in jobs. They're they're here to play basketball. They're not interested in going out to um, picking up cans or those kind of things. If they've got promotions that can take place, they'll go to a restaurant and listen down and do a promotion. But these guys aren't interested in those kind of jobs. I don't think that like we used to have in workstay. No, so you're right about that. You're right. Nor do they need it. They're going to get paid without it, you know. Right. Exactly, exactly. And then and then the other thing, I'm, I'm going to throw out a real crazy name. There's a kid by the name of Cameron Woods that played basketball at Eastern High School. He went through uh, Butler University. He's now in the G League coaching and has been successful all through the, the uh, OKC. 
program. I know that he doesn't have college experience, but he has head coaching experience at the NBA level uh, in the G League. Uh, just a crazy name to, to to think about. I know it's just it's it's so far fetched, but just a name to think about. Appreciate uh, that. I don't really know that anything is far fetched at this point. I think it really just comes down to sort of what you value as the thing that makes you right yeah. for this. And I, I don't think that there's a candidate out, like Rick Pitino had everything. And we thought, I think, really at the time, outside of winning a national championship, Chris Mack had kind of done had had all you thought you were really were looking for, or at least eighty five percent of it, some eighty percent of pretty it. Pretty close. Uh, I don't think that. There are very many of those. Scott Drew has that. There aren't very many others who have all that stuff with a national championship and everything. Uh, and it's just going to be a matter of which one of these do you think, I, which one is going to bring about, I think, the biggest turnaround and it be sustainable. Yeah. Best. Or most. I, whatever. I, 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 I lost my train of thought there. It had happened. I didn't know how to land that plane It gets derailed. Like I, I, look, it's going to make them good or faster. <laughs> I believe... I believe in a lot of different profiles being considered, but the fact is Cameron Woods, I think he's the, he's the G League coach for the Oklahoma City G League team, the Oklahoma City Blue. Um, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anybody that's going to be, get behind somebody without college head coach experience. Not after what happened with Kenny Payne. And I realize he's running a program in the G League, and a lot of that has to do with player development. Like, you don't just... You don't set it and forget it, you know, in the G League. You have to be an active coach. But... I just just knowing the temperature of the room right now, that's not, you know, that's probably not the direction they're going to go. Yeah, and then you immediately get texts, and I'm not picking on these texts. I think it's it's a it's an ex, it's a an expected reaction. No, no names. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, I get and, it. and you're going to get that. There's yeah. going to be a constituency who wants the reassurance of a name they know. And we got some Danny Sprinkle love again. He's on. Look, he's on. He's Everyone on, has a champion. He's. A, I appreciate it. Look, I like I like a lot of these coaches. They're all good. Otzelberger. I mean, Dusty May is great, but I think he's a Hoosier at this point. Uh, I like shirts. I like Danny Sprinkle. I like a lot of these guys that are getting it done at second level, pro, you know, group of five programs. And that may be the direction they go in. We'll see. We'll see, especially if a guy like Nate Oates isn't available. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Continue to take your calls, your text here on the drive on the Thunderville. Be right back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here, uh, leaning fully into Coaching Search Radio, really, I think, for the first time, and I'm at peace with it. Coaching Search Radio! When you call yeah. it, yeah, when you do something like that. Yeah. Uh, and just to let you guys know just how uh, – this is like like one of the the primaries, either party, yeah. where there's like 15 candidates in a debate. Oh, God, yeah. Right? You're like 13 of y'all need to bow out. 
<laughs> so I'll, I'm just going to rapid fire read a bunch of text just to let you guys get some sense of sort of where we are on all this. Names that aren't being mentioned, who should be mentioned? Fred Hoiberg, Will Wade, Porter Moser, TJ Otzelberger. Nobody knew these no-name coaches when they were a no-name at a smaller school until they blew up at a bigger school. People knew of Buffalo because they were high-scoring in threes and dunks, but they didn't know Nate Oates' names. I need a brand-name commitment so I know everyone is serious for my fandom health. I don't know if he's been mentioned, but what about the coach of Washington State, Kyle Smith? I don't even know if that is the coach of Washington State. Cameron Wood sounds perfect <laughs> to replace Cal if he steps down this year. Discuss Chris Collins as a dark horse. Dusty May is getting Woodson fired this year. Dusty May is a Hoosier. He's a no-go. Imagine if Josh Hurd released Kenny Payne at the end of the season and then announced they were hiring another search firm. I agree with this guy. I think this guy was Harold. Read the athletic article about the coach at Indiana State. He has been through the grind. He's willing to change on the fly and take new concepts and run with him. That was just within the last segment. Let's throw Brian Dutcher, national run up a year ago. Let's get him in the running at this point. Kyle Smith is the head coach of Washington State. He was the head coach at San Francisco. But the funniest part about that is that isn't Kyle Smith the name of the white dude at the end of the East-West All-Stars on Key and Peele? No, it's Dan Smith. Dan Smith! God, Dan Smith, BYU. Was... <laughs> That's right. I was like, man, I thought it was Kyle Smith. It's so funny, though. <laughs> Another one. Uh, at, uh, at Seton Hall being thrown out there. Now, I like him. Yeah. But we don't want to, we don't want to hire our own Billy Gillespie here. Just heard he had a big win against Rick Patino this weekend. Yeah. Shaheen Holloway's also an alum of Seton Hall. <laughs> I know. Shaheen Holloway's their hey, guy. We got Chris Mack to leave uh, Xavier. Sure. True. But there were a lot of ties there. Remember? His wife's from Louisville. Are you Louisville. trying to tell me Shaheen Holloway's wife is not from Louisville? <laughs> not to my knowledge. Not to right. my knowledge. We'll have to work a little harder. Yeah, yeah. There's, look, some of those names uh, are, you know, should be considered. Others should not. That's all I really have to say about that. Porter Moser is an interesting one to me. He's interesting. Yeah, like we did at Loyola, not so much Oklahoma so far. So far, it's been pretty good this year. Yeah, up and down this year. Exactly. Eighty-one fifty-nine. Oh sure, that's the number. If you'd like uh, to get in here, let's get Jay in here next. Jay, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? Fine, guys. Uh, I didn't get my Christmas wish. Kenny didn't get canned, so I'm going to get away from that. So uh, leave it in Josh's hand. But really quickly, could you guys – now, he's, I don't have a favorite. I just want to pick a really good coach with some experience and maybe some tournament success. But the name I just thought about, and I don't know a lot about him, I'm looking for a guy that's a, that can reconstruct can, can, can a roster really well on the fly. And I'm thinking about the coach at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is an academic school. It's hard to get players in there. And, uh, you know, and I'm just thinking, could you evaluate him? And I'm going to hang up yep. and listen. Appreciate it. Uh, I uh, here's, what, here's the thing. Let's just, like, you divide coaching profiles into just a couple of big picture categories, tournament success, recruiting success, uh, kind of communication slash PR sales to fans and, and that sort of thing, and then just kind of demeanor. All right, that's right, I'll say those kind of four. I think every coach we've talked about, and X's and O's and ac- acumen, right? That's five. Five good areas kind of covers everything you got to do. You got to do good X's and O's. You got to do good PR management. You got to construct a roster. You got to recruit well. All that stuff. Virtually everyone we're talking about gets like three, maybe four. I think, well, you got maybe Scott Drew that gets all of them. But then if you add the attainability. Right. That's, them, right. That's, that's not yeah, even, it, right. Yeah. That's like a pre. Yeah. Right. Give me the attainable people and then we'll evaluate these. Right. Things. It's a prerequisite. Forbes is, uh, I, I think, has been really, is really good at the PR part of things uh, everywhere he's been. And his teams do play pretty fun basketball, but I, I like him a lot. Texas said Mark's heart just fluttered. It did. I I fist pumped. Like I smiled. Woods. I smiled so I so know. wide when he mentioned Wake Forest. I was like Steve but Forbes. I, I just watched them <laughs> lose to Virginia when Virginia went one for ten from the free throw line. Yeah, it was it was ugly. Gotta get that free throw defense up now. <laughs> no, the free, the free throw defense is great, and they still keep, it, keep it going. Keep it going. I guess. Yeah, they, Bizarre. Uh, I, I tell you what, for me, I, I want to know like your most idiosyncratic thing that's like a deal breaker for you. Like, I want somebody who can beat Virginia's ass. I need that. What's a deal breaker? 
Yeah, like or or like a, an essential. Uh, yeah, yeah, way. other way. way. Yeah. Give me somebody who who makes Tony Bennett cuss, like Forbes did this weekend. He plays defense. Same thing. <laughs> I'm being halfway not serious, but are you trying to tell me that it would be nice? I mean, are we are we comfortable with saying that Steve Forbes is your Ed Cooley? Like Ed Cooley is the Pat Jaggers, and Steve Forbes is the Mark Yeah, that's right. You're a that's Steve right. Forbes truther. Yeah. Georgetown doesn't really like what Ed Cooley's doing Forbes there. I'm a Steve Forbes truther. Oh, you've never heard of him. He doesn't go to this school. You've probably never heard of you've him. Let me tell you about a coach. And a lot of people do want to be hipsters about the coaches, too. And I think, like, what's what Louie's doing with with shirts, even though shirts was a name that some people knew before that. But, like, yeah, a lot of people want to be the guy that's got the choice, you know, and the right one. And I told you first, right? I mean, that's what you hear. A lot of people want to be that guy. I mean, I semi did that with Dusty Maybe It was after the Final Four running before this season has started. So but that's about I'm, it. I'm so happy that somebody on the text line texted the Teeve Torbs joke because I say that every once in a while when you mention Steve Forbes. I don't know how many people actually know what that's from. Would from you a, want to explain it? It's an SNL skit right. from when Steve Forbes was a presidential candidate. Right. And not that Steve Forbes. Yeah, different Forbes, Steve Forbes, Forbes, Steve Forbes magazine. And he was uh it was like a, somebody saying something nice about Steve Forbes. It was like it was Steve Torbs, you know, it's like he was saying it about himself. I don't it's an old joke and it makes me smile that somebody else in the universe remembers that. Texture says Mark just wants a bald guy. It's true. It doesn't hurt. It's true. Although <laughs> the current bald guy. Not great. Not great. Now the yeah, actually, hair. the last two have been bald. Um, all right, let's mix it up. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, Enough of that. He's tired of everybody walking around all uh, you know, Probably arrogant with their hair. Yeah, arrogant. Sorry, oh! McGregor, all the running. Oh! Got Chris, welcome. Did we lose him? Oh. All right, Chris. Chris said, "Screw you guys." Yeah, going home. What about Tony Bennett? I, just, I don't think we're... See, isn't that great? Are we prying him from Virginia? If, you could, if I put together a blank resume, you'd be like, he's got as many national championships as Scott Drew. Yeah. And people would be like, I would rather die. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, like, his face materializes. That would be the, most, uh, the, the least enjoyable experience of our lives if they were to hire t- Tony Bennett. Because then we'd be watching our least favorite style of basketball. Like, And then that's when people are like, all I care is if we win. And then you put up Tony Bennett like, Okay. All right. You found right. you found the one, and also these are my like bottom this, lines. Not that, but I won't do that. Look, he's on the list for a lot of your wives, just to let you all know that. Texas so. third bald guy is a charm. <laughs> you just my coach needs to look like the lead actor in Breaking Bad. That's one of my requisites. I like that. Fair enough. Let's get Steve. Brian Cranston as the new head coach. At Steve, welcome to Drive By. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. What's, What's up? up? Uh, yeah, uh, I've been listening to y'all saying that uh, a lot of assistant coaches shouldn't be uh, picked as being uh, head coaches. Well, I think I I remember, had callers say that more than us, but go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, by me, but if you keep saying that stuff or whatever, we'd have never got Denny Crum. Sure. Because he was never a head coach. Yeah, Steve, listen, I, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you uh, so much. It Look, I don't think that Louisville should never hire an assistant coach. And I don't think the fact that Kenny had never been a head coach is Kenny's problem. Because we can look at Hubert Davis. We can look at Tommy Lloyd. Sure. We can look at Jerome Tang. I mean, there are coaches. Shire. All of, Shire's doing fine. There are plenty of coaches around the country who step into big-time jobs. It's their first time a head coach, and they do fine. That is not Kenny's issue. Kenny's issue is the way he's decided to try to be the head coach and run the program doesn't work. And he's insecure and stubborn about it. And it's why it's going to last two years and probably no further. Not probably. Two years and no further. Yeah, we, we've talked about this all year. It, it's it's the the... The experiences and the jobs that he took, you know, heading into this, you know, uh, it, I don't think he set himself up to be a head coach at the Division One level. But it's more about the fact that the I don't think the fan base, like if you if you pulled everybody, the one 
the one thing that they're going to say no to is somebody without head coaching experience. Like that's going to be such a hard sell. And one that I don't know if 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 Josh Hurd's going to be like why give yourself that impediment to, you know, if you're trying to sell like you, if your top if your top candidate is an assistant fine you go with it. We're going to you know, Mark and I just got done saying, look, if Shirts is your guy, you hire him, you know. If that's your guy, hire him, but that's making it unnecessarily hard to sell a, a candidate to the, the fan base right now if you go for another guy that doesn't have a coaching experience. I think if you asked everybody out there, what's the number one thing that's a deal breaker for you? Right now, they just said, just hire a guy with, with experience. For yeah, the love of God. Yeah, I don't think it's... Whether a, that's it's ra- a, right-headed or not. You know. uh, right. And a number of texters jumping right in and saying, look, in 1970, Louisville different. Look, 50 it, years ago, was a 100%. It was different everything. But, but in 20, like, yeah. there's... The, Kenny's problem is not that he'd never been a head coach. It's just not. It's what he has done as the head coach. He wasn't ready to be a head That's coach. Right. And there's plenty of assistants that are ready to be head coaches. He was not. And it's because, I swear, I'm telling you, he like just look at his experience. The jobs he had. Can anybody tell me what he did with the Knicks? Like, like just right now. Could you tell me? You look it up. Sure. But what were his primary responsibilities with the Knicks? Probably Julius Randle. Julius Randle, that's exactly that's what, what I'm saying. Like that's that's your assumption, right? Right. Something like that, though. Like it's what was his primary re- responsibility in Lexington? We know for the most part he's a relationships guy. Right. He was often good cop. He worked with the big men, but oftentimes he was the shoulder. You know, he was the he was the good cop with to Calipari's bad cop, and that was not from us. That's from people that know the program a whole hell of a lot better than we do. We have a lot of friends in Kentucky media. You know, it's one of those terrible side effects of being in in Louisville media is that you have friends in Kentucky media. <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know, he was at Oregon before that. Before that, he was in the shoe companies. You know, like, it's, it's it just didn't feel like a, um, a career with a, uh, a clear-cut direction of I'm going to be the head coach, not just at UofL, but a head coach of a major it's Division I program. Want. This is something I'm preparing my entire life for. Doesn't feel that way to me in retrospect. And it never has. And this is why it's important, I think, for Josh and the people around him who advise him and participate in this process. There needs to be a real lessons learned session here about what did we miss so that we don't miss it again. And then be prepared to talk about that. Sean, hang in there. We'll get right back to you on the other side. On the drive on 93 on the Ville. Be right back.